Hey everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. If you're new here, welcome to the podcast, and if you're a regular, welcome back. On today's episode, I had a fun chat with Max Lamana, also known as a zero waste vegan chef, all about vegan cooking, using up food scraps, and his new cookbook coming out at the end of March. We cover the immensity of the problem of food waste, as well as useful and practical ways to become aware of the value of our food and how to prevent it from going to waste at all. Let's go. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what life was like before becoming the Zero Waste Vegan Chef. You know, my career before becoming a chef, I was a model and actor. I started modeling when I was 20 years old and moved to New York City, pursued modeling for a while, and then uh, someone told me I should uh, go to acting school. That I, They actually said to me, you're, 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 not, um, you're not supposed to be a model. And I took it quite literally. They're I was I was nervous. I was naive, and you know the words after the uh, the next words they said was, "Oh, you should become an actor." So I literally just listened to what this person had told me. They they had some clout. They were a famous photographer. So I thought, okay, yeah, I gotta listen to this person, and went to acting school and followed that career, and ended up living in Los Angeles for for a couple years. I was on a daytime soap opera show for a little while, but food has always played in the background. Mm. Uh, I grew up having a chef for a father and he had a few uh, fast food restaurant chains where I grew up. And so food has always played in the background. Food has always been there for me. And uh, while I was chasing, you know, this, this career, this um, fantasy of becoming an actor, mm-hmm. I, I, I worked in restaurants. So it's, it wasn't a stretch for me to become a chef or come into this space as it's always been there for me. I love how no matter what throughout this journey you've had food as kind of your comfort. A lot of people often find their their true career, their true passion later on in life, but they realize that it's kind of been there all along um, in some capacity. So I think that's really cool. When did you start to see food waste as a problem, either in your own life or maybe in the life of the restaurants that you were always around growing up? Yeah, it really it really was seeing it on other people's plates first Mm. working in restaurants um you you see a lot of food waste working Mm -hmm. in the kitchen and waiting tables constantly people don't finish their food they over order especially in america people over order they over serve they cook too much food and put it on the plates and people think they're going to finish it all and their eyes are bigger than their stomachs so there's food that typically ends up going to waste and the moment it all changed for me i had this epiphany I was coming home from work, and this gentleman outside the subway station in New York City uh, was begging and asking for food, asking for money. I didn't say anything to him at the time. I just kept walking, and I thought to myself, I'm going to go home, cook something warm and delicious because I was hungry too. I'm going to go home, cook him a meal, and then bring bring it back. I'm going to have leftovers. I'll just give him a warm meal. Wow. And it was very close. To, it was really close to my home, so I th- or really close to uh, where I was living, so... It, it, it wouldn't be a, uh, a struggle for me to get back out there. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when I got home, I saw all this food in my refrigerator going off and it was spoiled uh, and it was uh, rotting. So I ended up throwing all this food away. And as I was releasing it from my hands and it was going into a bin, there was this moment of where is this food going? What's right. happening to it when it's when I when it leaves my hand? I mean, I'm not the only one who's wasting food. What's and so I started. I went down this wormhole on online and started researching where food waste ends up. Mm-hmm. Where does it go? What happens to food when it ends up in in a landfill? 
there must be some environmental uh, harm that it, that it causes. Not to mention that this is money that you spend that yeah. is, that you're wasting. Mm-hmm. The the natural resources that are created to create that food, um, the labor and the transportation and the packaging, all of this is going to waste. So I ended up crying myself to sleep actually because there was so much so much information that I was being. Uh, I was teaching myself in that moment. It's uh, overwhelming. It's so overwhelming it's when you first enter into this m- mindset of of either zero waste or preventing food waste or all of these different things. You you can fall down this rabbit hole and and you don't you don't know how to handle it all or process it all all at once. Yeah. When did you decide to become vegan? Um, well, that started for me a while ago. I went vegan for the first time. Uh, actually around this time, eight years ago, I went vegan for about a year and it was quite, it, it wasn't as popular as it is today, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been harder was, to find specific products, eh? It was, yeah, it was, it was challenging. We didn't have Instagram. YouTube, <laughs> I think was just beginning. And so there, I, I didn't know where to research or where to find recipes without going to a bookstore and, and creating recipes from, from mm-hmm. a someone else's recipes. So it was a challenge. And I was a young, struggling, you know, 22 year old at the time trying to make it in New York City. I I wasn't flexible with my resources. Mm -hmm. So I was very, it was very difficult. Um, And I ended up, you know, slipping and and falling off track a few times in that year. But I thought, let me give it a go. Let me keep trying. I felt better eating this way. Um, I had more, I had more energy. I was open to the changes. I was open to what you know, eating vegan had, but now I've been vegan for four years mm. and yeah, life is good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm seeing changes, uh, within my family. It's taken them, you know, some time to, to come over and, you know, eat more sustainably, eat more, you know, locally sourced food, organic, mm. organic food. It's a journey. It's a challenge. And I think my message, it's always been just eat more plants. Yeah. It's not to, not to go, Hey, go, go vegan right now because that isn't sustainable as it was. It wasn't for me at the time. I, I had troubles. I had difficulties. So if anyone is trying to, if they're considering veganism, if they're considering going vegetarian or pescatarian or just reducing their amount of meat they have on their plates, that's amazing eat more plants, eat more vegetables. This is going to have a far better impact on the environment. I'm not a health specialist, so I can't say that it's going to have significant improve, improvement on your health, but it has for me. I can say that in my, in my own experience. Yeah. So eat more plants. And I love that too. We talk a lot on this podcast about like an additive lifestyle instead of taking things away. So you're, instead of taking away meat, you are adding more plants. And when there's more plants on your plate, then there's less room for meat sort of thing. Like as a, as a one way of looking at that, that it's not, it's not about subtracting all of these lovely things that you may like in your life. It's adding more good things. So I like that perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Focus on the plants. Yeah. Put the plants, for, put the plants first on the plate. And then if you want your piece of meat or your mm-hmm. chicken or your eggs, go for it. But reduce, 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 reduce. And sourcing little things. Bit, little by little. Yeah, exactly. And I like that too, taking it step by step because going overnight uh, might be really challenging for some people and not sustainable in the sense that they can keep it going for a long time. So like you said, so that's great. 
When did it come about that you decided to brand yourself as not just a chef, but a zero waste and vegan chef? Like that's a pretty awesome title. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't use it enough. I should. <laughs> um, it all, it all started, I think everything happens for a reason and there's moments in my life. I guess for me, uh, it all started a few years ago when I was living in Australia and I noticed uh, there was beach cleanups. I was swimming in the ocean and I saw plastic and I started questioning what's again, what, why is this happening? I'm in this beautiful part of the world. This shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't be swimming with plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, like I asked myself, where's food waste going? I asked myself, what's happening with all this plastic? Now with all the plastic that we have in production, we don't have the infrastructure in these recycling warehouses to pull everything in and reproduce new material from from this recycled material mm-hmm. from uh, recycling plastics so that was a hard pill to swallow that uh, my toothbrush that I used when I was you know two years old uh, <laughs> is still out there yeah. it hasn't fully broken down it hasn't even hasn't even been recycled so it may never will yeah <laughs> and it may never will it may yeah and the same thing with the plastic water bottles and yeah. you know all of this is still around and this is going to outlive us so that is that is a wake up call. That was a wake up call for, for me. sure. I ended up moving back to New York City, and I came across the term zero waste, and I researched more and more of this, and noticed, oh wow, this is this looks fun. I'm <laughs> always up for a challenge. I'm <laughs> I say that I say this like it's the greatest thing ever, but it was it's fun and it was a challenge, and I took it head on. Yeah. And so I did my research and the privilege of being in New York City is you have everything in your in your access. You have I have bulk stores around the corner. I have restaurants that I can eat at that uh, serve food um, without, you know, plastic utensils. And if I say, hey, I, I don't need this paper napkin, you can keep yours. I have my linen napkin with me. They'll accept that. Mm-hmm a bit more progressive in New York City and you know you have some advantages being living in a in a me- metropolitan yeah rather than a small um, town or rather yeah. rather than a small town but the, you know living in a small town too you have your advantages as well mm-hmm. and at that time I started slowly reducing my impact shopping for bulk ingredients shopping produce package free composting my food waste and I, at the time I was working in a restaurant and I was working uh, at a Michelin starred chef's restaurant and i noticed that they were throwing away a lot of food and i was actually saving some of the food to give to those in need hungry people on the streets of of new york city how did that work because that like can sometimes be not just frowned upon but like not allowed in restaurants right yeah it's not allowed just because of the the health and, and the safety but I wasn't attached to the to the restaurant. I wasn't saying, "Oh, this is from so and so." Yeah, I was just the people who are walking up and down the subways in New York City aren't asking, "Where is this food processed or where was it produced?" And do you have you know? They weren't no, asking questions. No, they they, they this see was the generosity. A yeah, yeah. And um, I ended up getting in, in, in some trouble because they they saw that I was taking food and <laughs> and I told them the story what I was doing with it. My mother, I think, instilled in me at a young age to be an eco-warrior, to yeah. be conscious of the environment. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and I, I, I've been, I've always had this connection to Earth, and, and we're, we're, we're all part of nature. And there's this lovely quote that I came across just the other day, 
that goes a little something like this. Actually, I'd like to read it to you. Okay. We often forget that we are nature. Nature is not something separate from us. So when we say that we have lost our connection to nature, we have lost connection to ourselves. Ooh. <laughs> so, so, again, everything that we put out in this world, from the words we speak to the smile on our face to the food we create to the clothes we wear, what we put out into the world and what we put into into ourselves is just this connection with nature. Mm-hmm. And this has a, a ripple effect and it affects everyone else. So when I was removed from the restaurant, I ended up quitting and starting my own uh, platform online. So at the time, my friend, uh, I was having a, a dinner party at my house and then he told me, um, Max, you need to put this on social media. You need to share with everyone what you're doing because what you're doing is pretty cool. You know, you're creating no waste with your food. Your food was picked up package free. This is the lowest carbon footprint. You know, the food was sourced locally. You need to call it something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't have a name at the time. And so my friend, he came up with a name. It was called Eating with Max. <laughs> um, and now, now I've changed it and it's just it's my name now. That's when I, I titled myself a Zero Waste Vegan Chef sending no food to landfill. I've been, for the last little over three years now, I've sent no food to landfill. It doesn't happen overnight. It's uh, it's one step at a time. Yeah. It's one plate It's one plate at a time. I like that. Um, yeah. I love that it was a gradual process. Just as a reminder, again, anybody who's trying to take on any big life changes, it's okay if it doesn't happen overnight. Just do it one plate at a time, one step at a time. And then you've started to kind of create a brand for yourself what kind of tips are you sharing now in order to, not just with your cookbook, but online as well, to start inspiring people to take those small steps in order to become zero waste in the kitchen, vegan in the kitchen, that sort of thing? Of course. Again, it's those small steps that you make that are going to create that bigger impact. The best time to make a change was yesterday. The second best chance is right now a <laughs> bit of uh, inspiration for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll uh, include that as an audiogram or something. <laughs> perfect. What people can do right now, and this may seem overwhelming, so just take, again, one step at a time, take one bit, and just apply it in your everyday life. Let's start with food. Food is the focus right now for me. A lot of it is. And we need to become smarter shoppers mm-hmm. when we go shopping for food. We need to create a list before we shop. When we do that, we have to stick to the list. Buy exactly what we need. Don't veer off. Don't look at the new shiny product. Don't look at the the, the product that's on sale. Don't walk um, down the you, chips aisle. No. Don't, don't walk down the <laughs> chips aisle. Yeah. Make your own chips. Yeah. <laughs> um, make your own chips from peels of vegetables that you typically would throw away. Ooh. I'll get back to that in just yeah. a little bit. Um, so create a list. Stick to that list. Cook the food that you have already. We typically leave food in the back of our cupboards in their refrigerators and it goes off. So plan out your meals, know exactly what you're going to cook because when you do that, then you're being resourceful. You're using, you're utilizing every part of the food that you brought into your home. Mm -hmm. There's a stat right now. I'm living in London. So the stat may be different where you are, but every third bag of grocery that enters a home in the UK is thrown away. Um, So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's overwhelming to know that food is being wasted. And, and, and on, on a global scale, one-third of the food that we produced, and you probably know this too, one-third of the food that we produce around the world globally is wasted. And that's – to waste that amount of food, we need to land the size of China to Holy. grow that food. 
it's just it's a massive impact. And another stat, uh, another fact is that food waste on a global scale, all the food that ends up going into the landfill, the carbon emissions that are created from mm-hmm. that is six times more potent than ground and air transportation. Yikes. <laughs> so when, when, when we think about flying and how we should reduce our flying and take fewer trips and, and drive less, yes, that's great. We should. But food waste on a global scale has a significant and a massive imprint on our planet. And this is what's heating up our planet. This is what's driving climate change. This is what's, sorry, it's not climate change anymore because the climate is changing. It's mm-hmm. already changed. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, we're definitely in a crisis at the moment. Back to food. Um, <laughs> tips. So um, cook, cook your food, save your leftovers, eat your leftovers, roll your leftovers into a new meal so you can be more inventive and creative with the food that you have. I love leftovers, and there's certainly in recipes in my cookbook that empower and give leftovers a voice because leftovers are so good. They are um, so good. <laughs> I mean, they're good if you've made it well in the first place. So sometimes you like make a huge batch of something thinking I'm going to have leftovers and you're a terrible cook and then, and then you're stuck with this. So having that creative element too, where you're just like, okay, what is this meal missing? Does it need to be more flavorful? Does it need to have more substance to it? Like, what am I missing in this meal and how can I revamp these leftovers to not just throw them out? I made a, I made a stew the other day and it was just, it was quinoa. It was aubergine or eggplant depending on where you're from um it had uh carrots and probably i think mushrooms so i had this leftover stew and i thought well i don't want to reheat this stew and just have it by itself so i made a bowl of pasta spaghetti bowl of spaghetti and added the stew to the spaghetti with some fresh chopped tomatoes and it was lovely that's great see that's such a nice way to take one leftover in your fridge yeah. and turn it into a whole new meal that doesn't feel a like you're eating the meal. same thing all and week yeah yeah it didn't feel like i was having stew again mm-hmm. <laughs> this vegetable stew it felt like i was having a, a, a nice bowl. plate yeah. a plate of pasta yeah <laughs> there's so much you can do with the food that you already have mm-hmm. and because again this is this is money this is your hard earned cash that you that you spend to receive this food to go out and buy and shop that if we're wasting this food this is not just wasted food, it's wasted money, it's wasted transportation, wasted water, wasted resources, energy, transportation, packaging, labor. Yeah. So much goes into it. And the, and the true cost of food is, is far more than, than what you think. And far more than what we're paying. And, yes. and if it was a real reflection of the actual cost of producing beef or anything like that if beef wasn't subsidized by the government then we wouldn't be able to afford it on a regular basis like it would be very rich people's food like it wouldn't be the commoners anything so it's frustrating like obviously i want food to be accessible for everyone but i also want it to be more reflective of how much it actually costs to produce it so that we waste it less Absolutely. <laughs> it is frustrating um, when, you th- when you think about it. We have, when I say we, because we're part of this planet, mm-hmm. we're not, I, 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 I don't think we're divided by countries and, and most people like to put themselves in boxes. But this is a global issue. This is a global crisis and we're all a part of the issue. No one is uh, safe from what could happen. Right. When people say, oh, we need to save the planet. No, the planet will save itself. We need to save the 
the human species. So we need to be more resource, resourceful of the food that we, that we bring into our homes. We, we can't let it go to waste. And right now there's nearly a billion hungry people on the planet. So mm-hmm. that's almost one in nine people. We need to rethink, rethink food and uh, start making those changes now. In your cookbook, you talk about a couple different ways to reduce even just food scraps. So not only are you reducing the food that is totally edible, that everybody would consider, you know, you eat a whole pepper or something like that, but you don't eat the stem. There's parts of a plant that we typically throw away, preferably in the compost. Um, So if you're already at the stage where you're composting things, you've also had some recommendations for even reducing what you're putting into the compost and encouraging you to eat even more of a plant. Do you have some examples of how to reduce those food scraps? Of course. There's still people out there that don't eat the crust of their bread. What? Um, Oh, my God. Eat your crust. Eat your crusts, crusts, Um, people. This is a PSA. uh, Everybody eat your crusts. Eat your crust, yeah. (laughs) Bread is one of, wheat is one of the most commonly grown crops around the world. Bread is wasted nearly every single day, millions and millions of slices. Just alone in the UK, 20 to 25 million slices of bread are wasted every single day. So utilize your bread. If that is going stale, you can make croutons from stale bread. You can make breadcrumbs from stale bread and you can utilize that and a plethora of dishes, mm-hmm. um, potato skins. Most people peel their potatoes. I love leaving them on, but if you're one who likes peeling them and having a clean, a clean potato, use those peels, roast them in the oven, make them into crisps, make them into chips, the leaves to a beetroot to, you can utilize the leaves to a beetroot. You can utilize the leaves and cores to uh, cauliflower and add them to a stir fry oh, or a stew. Um, the same thing with broccoli stems. Now, the broccoli stem, I think, is unique because the broccoli can grow up to five, six feet tall, and it has this long stalk. What? Um, Yeah. So the stalk you see when you go to a supermarket, you see that that green stalk. That is not the the normal size of – I mean, there's more to it. There's feet of stalk that farmers chop off and throw away. Wow. So – don't be part of don't be part of the, uh, the the waste. Eat your stalks, and you can use your stalks for a plethora of dishes. Um, you can steam them and roast them. You can add them and make a pesto from them. There's recipes in my book that show you mm-hmm. how to utilize the stem to make a pesto as well as a soup. So yeah, or just add, like add it to your stir fry with the with the yeah. top with the florets. Um, that, there's so much nutrients and there's so much goodness in in the food that we typically throw away. And with broccoli stalks, the reason that we, I guess, have been conditioned to throw that part away is that part of it is kind of tough. What are your tips for kind of making those things, the the odd things that we throw away a little bit more palatable? Take a peel, take a peeler and just peel uh, the first layer of skin Mm -hmm. off the stalk. And then you can slice it right down the middle, cut it in half, add it to a baking tray, and roast it. And it's going to taste creamy at this point because the inside is the best bit. Add some oil, salt, and pepper, season it well, put it in the oven, and roast it. And this will taste like butter. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> it won't taste like butter. Maybe it'll cut like butter. Yeah. But it, 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 it'll be delicious. Yeah. Uh, there's so much food that we typically throw away parts of food that we throw away like the skin of butternut squash and the seeds of the butternut squash utilize that make crisp makes chips from the skin toast your seeds again most people i think can't 
attach themselves to the issue that food is just food and there's a an endless an endless rotation an endless supply uh, yeah like a uh, supply we can always get more yeah you can always get more but what i see right now people are connecting themselves to the issue is that this is money this is money that you're wasting mm-hmm. that you're sending away so around 800 pounds worth of food is thrown away in the uk 800 pounds as in like the amount of money that you throw away i think in the u.s it's around 1200 1200 pounds per family so this is this is your holiday this is your vacation that yeah. you're throwing away yeah and people like once it has been exchanged money for food you you stop thinking about how much that costs. But if you had bought an electronic or something, uh, then you oh. would you would know, oh yeah, that cost me whatever, a couple hundred dollars. And so, you know, that that has value to it. But why do we not associate, like, give food value? Is cooking from scratch pretty key when it comes to eating zero waste? Does someone have to make everything themselves? Not necessarily. Now, if you want to create a low carbon footprint and you want to create less waste in the kitchen yeah certainly eating uh cooking from scratch is perhaps the best way unless you can go to a supermarket or a restaurant and order food and have it you know if if they don't serve it on they don't serve it to you in a in a uh, takeaway box that Mm. is unlikely to be recycled there's options there's avenues you can take but I think we need to get back in the kitchen. We need to start cooking food from scratch. We need to be connected to food. It's similar to that quote I just said. We need to get back in touch with nature. We need to get back in touch with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, this study, Japanese scientists had two jars of rice, both filled with water. And he spoke kind things to one jar and hurtful things to the other jar for 30 days each. At the end of the research, the jar of rice that had nice words said to it had this uh, almost translucent, light gray cloudiness in the water. And when he looked at the jar of rice that was spoken to with you know hurtful things and, and bad words, it was a cloudy, dark, and very gross-looking a jar of water and rice. Strange. Now, I think our food hears everything that we say. Okay. Um, nature is listening. Our food is definitely picking up our energy. If you, yeah, if why you, not? When you're cooking, play some music, dance along in the kitchen, but be safe. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just like um, really aggressive dancing could be detrimental. You're right. D- don't be dance careful, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be safe in the kitchen. Have fun with the food that you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Smell your smell your food. Touch your food, and this is going to just give your food new energy, new life, and it's going to taste better. And talk talk to your food. I also talk to my food. I always say thank you to it. Tell it how delicious it is. Yeah, you're delicious, food. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about your No Waste Supper Club series? Yeah. Wow, amazing. This is a, a new a new idea, but not an old idea. Wait. <laughs> not an old not an old idea, but a, a new idea, I guess. I used to run supper clubs or dinner parties in my flat in my apartment in New York City. And then when I traveled to London a couple years ago, um, I hosted a supper club and it went beautifully. It went so well that people wanted more. I was quite busy and I was traveling all around so I couldn't keep it going. It wasn't sustainable for me. Now I'm hosting monthly supper clubs in London and it's utilizing, again, it's everything that I practice, everything that I preach. Um, I think having you know a brand and being online all the time and posting on a regular basis tips and tricks and recipes there feels to be a lack of human connection. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring people together 
with the same mission, with the same ethos, people who are curious about living a life with less waste, who are, who are trying to eat delicious food with less waste. And this is that opportunity for people to come see me at work, taste my food, and be inspired. That's so, I love the community, the in-person aspect of it, because that's something that, yeah, we, zero waste can sometimes feel like it's all online and you don't actually meet people doing it in real life. And so having that community um, centered focus is, is so exciting. I love that. And I love that you're able to, to share in person again, these tips and tricks, because it's so much nicer when you can be like, wait, what you eat your kale stems? Like, how do I, how do I eat those? <laughs> how do you eat those? Because I have some, I save some. I was going yeah. through your cookbook and I was like, okay, I'm tearing up all my kale and washing that. And then I had all the stems and I was like, I think there's something in there and I just haven't looked yet. So what do I do yeah. with those? I'm excited right now about making and creating a homemade veg stock. Add those stocks to, to a veg stock if, if you have scraps. So typically when I cook, I have a bowl next to my cutting board. So the, the peels of my onions, the skins of garlics, the top bits of a certain vegetables that I throw away that are typically or are not being used or, or cooked in the meal, I put them off to a bowl. Now, in that moment, I can put it in a saucepan, fill it up with water that just covers over the, the scraps, and keep it on the low heat, and you can make your own veg stock. So it utilizes that scrap and gives it an, a, a chance, an opportunity of being something rather than nothing. Mm -hmm. And so you can add your kale stems to a veg stock. Um, if you want to eat your veg stocks, go for it. You can steam them and make a homemade pesto with the kale stems. Mm -hmm. You can even uh, add them to a, to a soup. Oh, yeah. um, stew, you can, again, steam them or add them to a stir fry. Chop them very finely and thinly and add them to, to a stir fry. Yeah, because with even... kale stems, they're they're tougher. That Just like yeah, the broccoli bit... stalks. And so that's why we typically just discard them. But you can, it's just the process of cooking that needs to change. So you would have to cook them longer, steam them, chop them a different way. Yeah. And they're, del and they're delicious. So <laughs> you use it up. Do you have a favorite vegan meal that you like to prepare that zero waste or uses a lot of scraps? Um, right now, I'm excited. There's a recipe in my book, which is called Stems in Green. And it's uh, making a burger oh, yeah. uh, with the stems. Typically, we we throw away the stems of certain herbs and vegetables. So kale stems, for instance, you can make a, a, a burger out of this with just a few other ingredients. Now, if you have herb stems, you can add that with a lentil or a bean of your choice. Uh, chickpea is probably my favorite uh, legume. Um, and I add that with a bit of flour, gram flour, so chickpea flour or oat flour, and you can combine this all together with some other seasonings and make a meatball, uh, a meatless meatball from it, mm -hmm. um, or a burger. And this is this is fun right now. I actually posted a YouTube video yesterday that shows you how to utilize the stems and oh, put it into a meal. So great, I um, will include can go that check in the that show out. notes. That's great. Who is inspiring you lately in the zero waste world or in the veganism world? What you know what? Um, I find it very inspiring when um, I see change uh, around the world. And now I'm having a platform online. I'm connected with uh, people around the world. So I get to see what people are doing. And, and when I get messages from people saying, hey, I, I've been vegan now for, for two months because I, I just came across your profile or mm -hmm. um, I'm reducing my food waste. This is what inspires me. It's incredible to see the amount of change over the last three years on social media yeah. and you feel 
that wow, I'm I'm making a difference, and it might be small. It might be a it's it's a small percentage, but something is happening, and there's people who are making changes, and that's incredible because what's going to happen is that this is going to be a ripple effect. Yeah, you're going to have you're going to help someone else, and that person is going to help someone else, and this is just going to spread, just like how it happened for me. Yeah, someone, it's someone affected me. Someone inspired me. Now I'm able to pass on that pass on that um that inspiration so it's it's a collective we're all in this together that's great where can people go to find you online or um order your cookbook or learn more about that great the my cookbook more plants less waste is available right now you can order uh order the book online it's available for pre-order if you're in north america it's released it's releasing on march 31st it recently it's it's been awarded the most sustainable cookbook in the UK for Ooh. 2019. Well done. So uh, <laughs> pat, pat on my back for that. That's, that's amazing achievement. That's I'm really awesome. happy. That's um, but if people want to follow along and they want to follow my journey, uh, follow me on Instagram or YouTube. My name is Max Lamana. Wonderful. Thank you Thank for being you. on the podcast. That was so wonderful to talk with you. And um, I'm really looking forward to putting together this episode. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you want to learn more from Max, you can go to maxlamana.com or follow him on Instagram at maxlamana. If you like today's conversation, then you'll love a couple episodes from our archives, like episode 11, one of my all-time favorites with Anne-Marie Bonneau, another zero-way chef, as well as episode 14, learning to cook with nutrition artist Michelle Jalen, and episode 41, eating local with chef anthony lennon another great conversation about food waste eating and the environment all at your fingertips on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be if you're using apple Podcasts, i would be super grateful if you'd leave us a rating or review by scrolling to the bottom of the podcast page and telling me what to think if you'd like to be in touch with me you can send an email to practically zero waste at gmail.com or tag me on instagram at practically zero waste pod i love seeing what creative things you get up to have a great week everyone and talk to you soon